Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just listen to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Yes? Just, just keep going. You'll hear in a minute. <laughs> Wearing a blue shirt. She's the Duchess of Dorks, Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome in. Uh, do, do you want to share with the class what you're laughing yeah, about? Yeah, to the person that's trying to get me to say a funny thing during first four through the door, I caught you. I'm not saying it. I'll tell you later. Okay. You'll tell me off the air. It, it was supposed to be one of those where it sounds like an actual name, oh. and it's not. It's a Bart Simpson. But I'm in on it's it. A Bart Simpson I'm locked in though. today. Mm-hmm. The Bart Simpson calling Mo type thing. Yep. I get that. The Simpsons explains everything. Today is Thursday, July 6th, 2023. 140 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to um, Kevin Hart. Oh, nice. Today's the birthday of Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart. And um, I have a, oh boy, I have a, I have a m- mean question. This is not... Today's also the birthday of 50 Cent. Oh, nice. 50. 50 Cent's still doing okay, right? Yeah, he's fine. Did he have health... He have health issues a minute ago? I don't think so. Okay. Who was I thinking of? There's another rapper who had health issues, who was, like, from that same time frame. He was Buster Rhymes. That that sounds right. Maybe. Anyway, I hope all the rappers of the early 2000s are doing great. Uh, it's episode 1,613. On today's show, folks, 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 we're going to talk about some Texas high school football programs that are under some pressure to put together a winning season in 2023. And not just a winning season, but a big season. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show... Greg Powers caught up with Willis quarterback DJ Lagway, the Florida commit, uh, and as well as uh, heading to the Elite 11. Uh, we will hear from uh, him coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We do. The one that must not be spoken about. Mm-hmm. Andrew Christensen, Tony Blaylock, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, trolls. 
So can I? It's t- funny. Can I tell you something? This is kind of kind of wild. Hmm. Um. So uh. So today is uh. Today is I I'm on this birthday list that I go to every day. Mm-hmm. They always list like it's in order of like most famous, which is why there's a ton of TikTok people and a lot of YouTube people and stuff like that. I was exact. I scroll down pretty far to get someone that I yeah. know, like right. Kevin Hart. Like right. it's well, not he's number one today. Oh, okay. Okay. But there's a YouTube star before Fifty Cent at number three. Oh, jeez. But what's so crazy is today is the birthday of the Maori twins, Tia and Tamara. Do you oh, remember yeah. them? Tia is number four and, and Tamara is number 13. Oh, geez. Boy, like, and in between them is like George W. Bush and Sylvester Stallone and the Zion fact Williamson. That Tia is more well known than I don't know how that happened. a president is rather surprising. I haven't kept up with the, uh, haven't kept up with the, uh, the Maori twins. Yeah, Tia was more popular. Like the, I would say the Olsen twins were more in like is sync she, I, with each I, other. I, this is this is I, this is not meant to be sexist or misogynistic. Mm-hmm. But is she married to someone famous? Possibly. It's possible. Oh, she's been in a Netflix series, but I don't know. Anyway, all that's to has say. she like revitalized? She was married. like, is she in stuff recently? She's and she's married to the a other guy ones named Corey Hardricht, uh, that's who not was in Grand Torino. Either. Anyway, uh, happy birthday to the Maori Twins. All right, Pickle. Let's talk a little bit about high school football, um, but as we want to do on this show every once in a while. Um, our friends over there at Republic of Football will talk a lot about hot seats, right? They'll talk about how it's a really big year for specific coaches and specific programs to put together winning seasons on the college football level. Uh, I would say that Jimbo Fisher, even though he has a fully guaranteed contract, coming off of a rather disappointing 2022 season probably needs to think about winning in 2023 uh, if he wants to uh, if he wants to not earn the ire of the, our friends in maroon right I think that's fair I think Dave Aranda is under some some pressure to win I think Dana Holgerson is under some pressure to win right we don't talk about that in the high school ranks and specifically that's because the high school coaches tends it tends to operate differently I mean these are teachers right these are educators um, and so largely guys jobs are not on the line if they have a bad season right uh, for example if Mizzou coach Eli Drinkwitz goes five and seven this year he's getting fired right mm-hmm. but like if a high school coach goes four and six and misses the playoffs that doesn't mean he's getting fired no but what it might mean is that he's going to start here and chirping around town and that there's going to be every now and then there's a for sale sign that starts going in the in the saying, yard. <laughs> we're not trying to run anybody out of a job. I want to be clear. No, but I do think that natives will get restless, and as a result, these programs I think are best. It's in their best interest to go out there and win. Well, and the other thing too, and this is a little bit different than it is in college football. It's the same, but specifically in high school, a lot of these programs that start hearing chirping mm-hmm. like that have been super successful for yes. a long, long, that's, long time. That's part of college it football's a little bit different in like you think of like the Texas Longhorns were really good and then they haven't really done yeah. that in a long time, but that's exactly it. This, yeah. The expectations are there. Yeah. Right? The expectations. This has usually been a long winning streak for right. most of these teams. So like, for example, Frisco Emerson, coach Kendall Miller is under no pressure no. to win this year. Now he wants to win. Mm-hmm. We've met Kendall Miller. He wants to win. The president of the THSCA. He likes to win. <laughs> but correct. But they had a great year last year in their first varsity season and while we expect them to win, if they were to fall short, we'd be like, oh, well, 
It's a new program. That's what happens to new programs, right? To me, you've got to have that kind of uh, the what makes for a pressure-packed season in the high school ranks is past success and recent disappointments. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Recent, maybe not living up to that standard, or other expectations for a couple of programs from the or for from the exterior that maybe you don't have a ton to do with. Correct. So. Here are five Texas high school football programs that I think are under pressure to win in 2023. This is a sliding scale. Some teams just need to like make the playoffs. Some teams need to do more. We'll start in San Antonio, and we're going to start at Converse Judson. Mark Soto enters his second year there at Judson. An alumni. An alumnus. They went five and seven. And I would say that if you talk with Coach Soto, there's a lot of he he will tell you that there is pressure because he understands the pressure mm-hmm. because he is an alum. Honestly, I think he probably puts most of that pressure on himself as an alum. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But this is a Judson program that for years and years and years and years and years was the dominant force in the San Antonio area. The dominant force. But last three years, they have won a combined 15 games. They've averaged 15 wins or uh, five wins a year the last three years. That is not the standard at Judson. And I think Coach would admit that. Now, they're in a tough district, right? They're going to be dealing with Cibola Steel. They're going to be dealing with New Braunfels, Shirts Clemens, the San Marcos Revenge Tour, whatever that looks like. But I think that the standard for Judson is, and, and part of it, again, part of it is that they are, let me look at their enrollment. I'm fairly certain that they are definitely going D1. Um, they can go D2, but it would take uh, a... There's a lot that has to happen. <laughs> Actually, no. We have them going D2. We predict them to go D2. Do we? So they could, and they went D2 last year. But remember, a lot of this is a part of, this is kind of part and parcel of, I would say that the pr- pressure on Judson is largely based on pressure in the San Antonio area to win Region 4 when mm-hmm. it's been dominated by the Austin teams. It's been Dawson, yeah. uh, last, last year, it was an Austin sweep. Westlake won in D1. Vandergriff won in D2. Uh, that is to me the pressure they are they are emblematic. Well, Steel was really good. Steel was very good, but they lost to Lake Travis. Right. I think the pressure is to get over that Austin area hump, and I think Judson is emblematic of that there at uh, in the San Antonio area. So for me, I think there's pressure on Judson that has really kind of pressure on the San Antonio area to find a way through and to win Region Four because that's the standard. The standard is to be in a state semifinal. For Judson, and I think Coach Soto would tell you that. And then the standard from there is to go win the darn state championship. That's one team that's under pressure. Team number two is Childress. Let's talk about the Bobcats. Now, I thought Bo Helm had a nice first year at the helm huh, of the Bobcats. There at uh, at at at, um, at Childress, they went seven and five. Um, but this is a. This is a program that has a lot of, they have a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. So much so that you remember that the coach before, uh, before Coach uh, Helm mm-hmm. got fired. After losing one playoff game. After losing in the first round of the playoffs. Now. If you remember. It was an Jason awful Sims, loss. Jason but... Sims was reassigned after seven pretty darn good seasons. We were shocked. It was a shocking move. To me, again, Bo Helm, I thought, did a nice job. Seven and five first year. You are in a district with Canadian, which mm-hmm. is no fun. No. But 
This is, I think, a program that has told us, they have told the world what the standard is. Mm-hmm. And the standard is to play deep into the playoffs. Now, again, this is not a suggestion that Bo Helm's going to get run out of town if they don't win 10 games. What I'm saying is that Childress has signaled to us how serious they are about winning. And so I think after a one-year kind of honeymoon period for Bo Helm, now the pressure from the community is going to ramp up. And now they're going to say, let's contend within 3A Division Two Region 1. Let's contend. So I think there's pressure on Childress to win in 2023. My next team that's under, that's under pressure to win in 2023, maybe it's a little off the board, but yeah. I have a reason. Let's talk about Nederland. So Nederland, Monty Barrow has been there for, for uh, quite a while. Uh, I believe he's entering his seventh season there and has largely been successful. Largely been successful. If you take a look at what he's done, I believe he's got a 39-27 record. Um, he's been, they've been pretty good the last few years. If you remember, they had a 10-win season uh, back in 2018 and then a 9-win season, 9-3, back in 2020. Not bad, right? A, a few disappointing seasons scattered here and there. Last year, though, the Bulldogs went 2-8, and eight, missed the playoffs. It was a disappointing year for the Bulldogs. But the reason that they have pressure has nothing to do with them. It's because they're rival. And it has everything to do with what the other team in their rivalry game did last year. Mm-hmm. Because Port Nature's Groves ran to the state championship game. Mm-hmm. They beat Fort Bend Marshall shockingly, and they won the semifinal, and then they and played, I, and then they gave, and they gave South Oak Cliff a heck of a run. I was going to say they came within probably again. It's hard to say, but like they were with them, they were leading at halftime. They were leading into the third quarter of a state championship game. They were let's call it twenty minutes away from a state championship against a team that had a roster full of kids that had or against, young men that had done that before yes against that defending was champs. literally just there against defending champs and so at Nederland the bar got raised externally because of what happened across town and that legit that's a legitimate thing in Texas high school football if your rivals playing for a title mm-hmm. and you're going two and eight mm-hmm. the pressure cookers getting turned up the pressure cooker is, is, is getting fired up because you cannot fall behind. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is the equivalent of like last year was a really bad year for Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. It's a really bad year for Oklahoma. If Texas had gone to the national championship game, it would have made Oklahoma season even worse, mm-hmm. right? That's the standard here. And so at Nederland, I think that the Bulldogs need to put together a big season to prove that they are not falling behind mm-hmm. their arch rival. Well, and that's why it's a shame that uh, Texas and A&M aren't playing this year with Jimbo kind of being oh, yeah. on the hot seat and Sark possibly being on the hot seat like that. Well, he's always on the hot seat. Correct. But that would have been that would have made it even more interesting. So I think Nederland's under pressure. Two more. We don't talk about this, but let's talk about PSJ and all. I don't know. I don't think I agree with you here. Well, I know where you're going now that I think about it. We talked all last year about how this was, how the, oh, the realignment had set up a great opportunity for a team from the Rio Grande Valley to make it to a state semifinal. 
We talked about all year long, and in the end, PSJ North had a great year. They went 13-1, and <laughs> and they lost in the regional final in a close one to Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, who was an unbelievable team and worthy regional champions, right? I would go so far as to say that if you take a look at what PSJ North has coming back, because I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe we've mentioned it, maybe we haven't. They have 21 starters back. Mm -hmm. Everyone except, I think, one defensive lineman, I want to say, is back for PSJ North. Couple that with, I think, the Corpus Christi teams. I think Corpus Christi Miller, who PSJ North beat, is going to be a little bit better. But remember, they beat him by three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I do think Veterans Memorial may take a step forward. They have a, a fair. They have a, they have to replace a quarterback. They're going to be inexperienced up front. I think they're going to, may take a step back. If you want to install PSJ North as the favorite to win Region Four in 5A Division One and to play in a state semifinal, I think you're well within your rights. And I think that they are going to be un- they are going to be the talk of the valley all year long. That's the team that everyone's going to be talking about. Now, Edinburgh Vale is going to have something to say about it, too, and they bring back a fair amount as well. But I think based on what they did last year and the hunger down there in the Valley to have a contender, I think that PSJ North is going to have a spotlight on them every week, and I think with that spotlight comes pressure. Yep, and I don't think that that's pressure from... I. I feel like that's even more pressure on the kids sometimes and the coaching staff in this oh, yeah. instance because you don't want to... You don't want to make anybody from town mad. I agree. You know, oh, the you whole know region I would think, be I think upset. they're going to get told mm-hmm. all year what a great opportunity they've got. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's all these other ones. We've talked a lot more about the coaches being mm-hmm. the ones that had pressure. I mm-hmm. feel like PSJ North is yeah. going to those. They need now, to Marcus remember Coppins that those kids. Oh, absolutely. He'll tell you he embraces the pressure. Yeah. But I do think that there's pressure on PSJ North because mm-hmm. of the expectations there. And speaking of expectations... The other program that's under pressure to win. This one, to me, flips back more to the coach. The Allen Eagles. Matt Stepp brought up something yesterday on Twitter, and I think it's interesting. We were talking about um, the... We were talking about... The, we sent out some tweet about, like, tell us a Texas high school football moment that uh, that, that makes gives you goosebumps, right? And people were throwing it there. It was a really great thread. Go read if you just want to take a walk down high school football memory lane. One guy said... William Cole's 98-yard touchdown run against Garland to push Cedar Hill to the win over Garland to eventually take them to their first state championship. And Step brought up the point. He goes, that was really such a like passing of the torch moment because Garland had been such a DFW power under Jeff Jordan. And then, um, and then at that point, uh, it, it was clear that the tide had shifted and Cedar Hill had become the new program in DFW at that moment. They had kind of superseded and kind of vaulted them. And the closest parallel we have to that, I think, is 2018 with the Duncanville semifinal win over Allen. Um, Allen, since then, has not made a state semifinal. Mm-mm. They, last year, in the first year under Coach Lee Wigginton, they fell to, what was the final record? Let me see. 12. Uh, seven and four. Seven. Oh God. Went seven and four was, last year. Yeah. The disappointing. Year. They got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, right? They lost to Louisville in the first round of the playoffs. In fact, they got routed by Louisville in the first round of the playoffs, right? 
It is not long ago that Allen was the big bad wolf. Not just in DFW, but in the state of Texas. Part of it was one dude, but they were a talent factory. And remember, they won a title in 2017 too. I think this is a really important year. You mentioned Lee Wigginton. I think he's a great coach. I think he's, he's one of the best coaches out there. I think this is an important year for the program at Allen to establish itself as still in that on that short list of contenders in the DFW Metroplex. Because past couple of years, they just, they just haven't been. Right? They just plain plain simple. They haven't been. And by the way, you know, yeah, they, you know, they went eleven and three, and in, in, in like the years have not been bad by any by any measure, but by Allen standards of contending for and playing for a state championship, it's clear that in my opinion, they've fallen back to the pack. On top of the fact that the the thing that really hurts there is when you start losing the consecutive streaks of stuff. You lose the district winning streak. You lose the streak of never losing at Eagle Stadium. Mm-hmm. When you start hearing those milestones start to fall, that's when it starts to really sink in. It's been five years since the last great Allen year, mm-hmm. which was in 2018 when they lost in the semifinals to, to Duncanville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been five years. We talk about how big they are, 7,000 students. But let's also not forget that having that big of school is not a guarantee of success. Mm -hmm. And I think that for Allen, this is a really important year to prove that they are more than just one of the the bunch of good teams in DFW, that they are still an alpha within DFW. So I think this is a big year for the Allen Eagles. Those are five high school football programs I think are under pressure to win in 2023. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. If you want this magazine, go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. We'll mail it to you. Now, a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Pickle, while we were down at State 7 on 7, Greg Powers, our friend, our friend, caught up with one of the hottest prospects in the nation, Willis quarterback, uh, Willis quarterback DJ Lagway, who is committed to Florida. 
talked a little bit about his uh, his recruiting, uh, uh, his recruiting, his off season, as well as his involvement in the uh, Elite Eleven. Mm-hmm. Here is Greg Powers' conversation with Willis quarterback DJ Lagway here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers out here with uh, DJ Lagway, Willis Star quarterback, number one rated quarterback in the state of Texas. Man, what's it like to hear that? And it's a blessing. Man. Yeah, working hard my whole life to get that. Uh, since we did an interview out here with you last year, man, things have just went nuclear for you. I don't even know how many offers you end up getting before you made your commitment to Florida. But before I dive into the Gators, I just want to talk to you about a cool experience that you got to have personally, and that's to go out to the Elite 11 camp. You know, I think whenever you're a young quarterback, that's like something that you want to check or, you know, you circled on your wish list. What was it truly like to get out there and, and not only be around some of the peers, right, in your class, but some of the guys who have already made it? Man, it, was a true, it, was a, it was a real blessing, you know, just to be in front of all those amazing people and just really learn from those amazing coaches, and I'm just really thankful and blessed to have that opportunity. How do you feel like you've been improving upon your game as you enter, enter into your senior year? Um, I watch you throw out here for your whole game. I watch this, this whole game. And one thing that I noticed that I, I really feel like that you improved upon is your footwork in the pocket. Much more, much steadier, uh, much more consistent. And, and I, that may be just a small thing that I noticed, but what do you think? Just like just what you said, I've been working on my footwork in the pocket. It's really just being consistent. That's my biggest thing. Like, even in the game, just being consistent and just continue to, continue to put points on the board and just continue to score. Talk about this Willis squad, man. There's a lot of talent. Yes, we've got a lot of good players. One cool thing looking out there at your roster is you seem to have a receiver of every type. You know, I mean, you got the quick little slot wide receiver. You got a bit guy big on the outside. You got, you know, some guys in the middle of that. Have you guys really started to form a bond and you think that you can take advantage of that, maybe parlay it into, you know, district championship run at the state title? Oh, yes, sir, most definitely. I thought we got all the pieces to make a good run, you know. We just got to come together as a team and just continue to build that bond. Uh, you made your commitment to Florida. Um, some of us that have been following, maybe a little bit of a shock, you know. But what was it about the Gators? Like, why is there so much positive momentum around that program right now? I'd say just Coach Napier, man. Coach Napier's a real good dude. He's really good and something special. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Um, it seems like you're active on the recruiting trail. No, the recruits. And I think that's a quarterback thing, right? Like, you want to, like, help build a strong class. I'm not going to be as familiar with some of the out-of-state recruits like that you know about, but who are you working on maybe in the Lone Star State? Are there any guys still left on the Florida board that you, like, are trying to make sure, get them on the campus for an official visit and see if you can't get them to join you down there in game? I'd say, uh, I'd say Dylan, Dalen Evans, you know, sure he's a real good player out of East Texas, you know, so, and then uh, also Terry Bussey and yep. Colin Simmons. Those guys right there, we're working really hard on them, trying to get them off some business and some games, but it is going to be pretty tight that we can make work. Are you a big college football fan? Do you like to watch it like in your off time? Oh, oh, yes, sir. Just like, my bad, <laughs> just like being a recruit, you know, just going to the games, you know, we've been to all the big games, so, like, yeah. kind of in my college football fantasy, so it's been fun watching this game. As a college football fan, what do you think about the new – SEC, the new Big Ten, like all the changes that are happening around it. Do you think it's pretty cool to be like a part of that power conference? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be competition every week. I'm just really excited to get there, just compete, and just have a good time playing big time stage. It's, uh, it's 
College football fans, this is a guy that you have to know. If you're a Florida Gators fan, it takes about two seconds to see him throw, and then it takes about two seconds to hear him talk and speak and know why you should be excited. So this guy's coming to games will be the future of your program, but before that, he's going to take his school on a run to the state championship possibly here in Texas. Good luck with your senior season, man, and, of course, good luck as you start your college career in Florida. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Go Gators. There he is, DJ Lagway, four-star quarterback committed to Florida from Willis. Talking with Greg Powers there at the 7-on-7 tournament in College Station. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment, Final Thoughts. Um, real fast, it's the first time that we're bringing this up, but Ooh. next Friday... It's an announcement. This is an announcement. It's an announcement about an announcement. How it's about an, that? It's an announcement about an announcement? Yes, correct. Oh. Um, next Friday at noon, uh-huh. we Mallory and I are calling ISO. We're shoving Tepper out of here, and we are hosting WTF... Um, at the noon spot on TFT. It is the one-year anniversary oh, of us doing that last year. Um, you guys get each other? Mm-hmm. I still got a week to figure that out. Okay, good. I can help you. <laughs> Maybe a high five. I'm an, anniver- <laughs> I'm an anniversary gift expert. Oh, there we go. Um, I'm sure I could get Mallory like a bottle of wine and that'll suffice. We can both drink it. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to be hosting WTF. It's a big one-year celebration, but even more importantly than that, we will have a massive major huge dctf wide announcement um about something we've been working on so next friday noon on wtf mallory and i coming in with a massive massive announcement we're going to tease this literally all week so start getting excited do i know what this is Mm, time will tell probably not you don't listen to us is this this that thing that we agreed not to discuss on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to tell people about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was I thought that would throw us in jail, but okay, cool. I guess you got immunity. If you talk to the lawyers about it, then I was just going to say, guess who doesn't have immunity? You. <laughs> okay, see that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out together next Friday what this massive Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement, July fourteenth, July fourteenth. The last show before coaching school. Mm-hmm. And That's then, why it's the one-year anniversary. And then you're going to go down to Houston and uh, see if they sell beer. Still, Jury's still out on that. Yeah, we'll find out. I don't know anybody we'll down there. We'll find out all these things together next week. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. We will have a show tomorrow. Uh, Mallory's going to be in the uh, in the jump seat, but it'll be me and Malpal tomorrow because Pickle's got important business meetings. Mm-hmm. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to TJ Lagway of Willis for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please play the ear trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Ew. <laughs>